how accurate we can get. We can we have people that are at sharp value, or they're they're the, the models that they've created are at sharp value. So anything mm -hmm. above fifty five percent win rate, you've got a ten percent ROI. Like those are those are the type of analytics we, that we want, and we're seeing. That's Megan Lanham, the co-founder and CEO of Rhythm, an AI-powered, personalized, predictive analytics tool for sports betting. Their description. Gaming Today spoke with a former college basketball player and coach about how a company that's racked up almost $4 million in seed money started with an idea in an MIT classroom and finding a quant at a birthday party. Tell me about Rhythm, um, why it's here, why it's going to be successful, and what's the niche you're filling? Yeah. So Rhythm is a way, we built Rhythm to provide accessibility to advance analytical models to sports bettors. So pro bettors use, that are known as sharps, use predictive models all day long to make their picks. They have a team of quants, a team of data scientists, engineers, um, and we wanted to be that team on the back end while on the front end, have the user have a very much e an easier experience. You don't have to be a quant. You don't have to be a data scientist to understand this. We'll build the algorithms. What we need from you is what your instincts are and what you think is important in a game and in a bet. And then we take your instincts, we combine it with our algorithm, and within 10 seconds to one minute, provide you with a list of games of uh picks for tonight's game so it's really mm -hmm. it's what we what we've set out to do is giving access to people uh, what the pros use giving access to to everyday betters mm -hmm. okay so so you could take i mean if i understand you're taking tendencies or preferences so like for me for example i i like to um you know i'm kind of a chicken better with my with my the amount of money that i bet but i like to find you know, a, a couple of lines of the point spread, where maybe I think, I think they got it wrong, and I would exploit that, or maybe a player prop, or maybe something like that. You can really tailor that to say this might stop you from scrolling for an hour. Exactly. So, people like you that will need to do research and you know have research fatigue, um, we wanted to eliminate that as well. do that for you. We find the inefficiencies in the market. Our algorithm does that. Um, and there are some, and what's very, what's really cool about this is that what we've seen is outside of the mainstream games that everybody bets the favorites, what our models do is find these efficiencies that are more obscure games. And it's allowing people to bet on very different types of teams. And we've seen enthusiasm around that, like, you know, um, some 10 o'clock game on the, you know, on the Pacific time zone that you would never have interest in. All of a sudden you have interest in and you're watching it. Um, things in that nature we've seen. So yeah, to answer your question, you're correct. We find inefficiencies in the lines and that is part of it. We take, for example, let's say for football, you think um, pass, like passing touchdowns per drive is important. You think red zone conversions are important. You think takeaways per possession or per, you know, per play is important. We take those, we combine them in our algorithm and our modeling and then we back test that worth three three years of data. And then it shows you how well your model back tested. And literally it's green is great, you know, yellow, there's some potential there. Red, we would tell you stay away from. Um, okay. So 
it allows you to take your instincts and use really incredibly analytical models and back test it and see if your instincts are actually validated and would produce a good bet. Okay. I'm going to jump ahead a couple questions, several questions, because yeah. you mentioned it. I noticed that there's two different products. I think one's called Core and one's called Premium. And the pricing of them is, is pretty different. It's like one, they're like 70 bucks apart or something like that. So you, so you think that you've got, for the lack of a better term, a casual person, or maybe not a dabbler, they may not pay that, but, but someone who doesn't thinks they're smart. And then you've got guys who think they're going to, or pick persons who think they're going to make a living on this. So you have different tiers of what they pay and what they're going to have to sort through, I guess. Correct. Premium versions are for people that likely have their dabbled in modeling, have always wanted it, have, have had something in there. We have users that have said, this has always been in my mind. I just don't have the time or the data resources to actually complete modeling. Um, maybe people that have spreadsheets, but again, inputting data and relevant uh, statistics into your spreadsheet becomes very time consuming and expensive. So vendors that have that type uh, that are, are using tools like that, they love our premium version. Okay. Um, core vendors, we prefabricated the, the factors for you. So we have five factors. Our quants have already done this. And they they have five buckets. So it's offense, defense, running, passing, and ranks for football. You get to weight that, those factors. So Brant, let's say you were like, you know what? I think, you know, a passing offense is more important than running. I, I think ranks is more important than defense. You basically get to, you know, move them to the right to, to rank their importance. Then we take your ranking system, combine it with our algorithm and present you with a list of recommended bets based on your instincts and our algorithm. So it, it it's, it's for people that don't want to get into the weeds that don't want to have to find statistics that matter that I've already left it up to our quants to figure that out, that uh, there's significant statistics behind those factors that we've already vetted. And now it's up to you to weight those factors. Can, can users, can, can they narrow it down to like, um, because they say, I'm too emotional about my team. I don't want to see any bets from, from team X that I root for, or give me, give me everything. Can they? You can. Sure. Yeah, you. That's an interesting. That's interesting, huh? Actually, they just invented yeah. something. <laughs> that, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I we had not thought of that. What we have thought of to help with, um, maybe emotional betting, if you want to call it, or irresponsible, whatever you you know. There's a lot of different ways. We have a caution flag. So we put up um, really clear indicators of rec what we recommend based on our data. And so we have found a sweet spot. And so we recommend that with the green star. And then we put up a caution flag um, where bets that we feel that, hey, there's there's a market and something is off here, we feel, um, and, or take caution on this bet. You know, or maybe it's just more of that. This seems too far off market, take caution. So we, you know, we, so, so, no, we don't have a toggle to say, keep these teams away from me, but we do have caution flags. Um, and it would likely, you know, I, 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 I love Notre Dame. I, you know, I was, I had caution flags on that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I see I the saw- point. So if, if you're suddenly very fired up and you think your quarterback is going to throw five touchdowns, if you if you toggle through that market, there's suddenly a red flag saying, "Whoa, down now." That's yeah. not what. Yeah. So that's probably our version of it, but I'll bring it up to the team. All right. Yeah. Um, so this is this is active now. This is out there. This is active. We launched um, a couple weeks ago. Um, so yes, you get two weeks free um, to test out our models, and um, and then yeah, then it's a pay per. It's a monthly subscription. Twenty nine ninety nine for core, ninety nine dollars for um, for our premium version. Mm-hmm. It, you know, of course, it would be everybody in the whole wide world who's of legal age to make sports bet. But who do you see as your customer? How big? You want to get very big, but I mean, what do you think the the, the niche is for you there? What's the target? Yeah, the target the target is um, typically it's it's like twenty five to forty five year old males that have a weekly budget um, that that are betting weekly that are betting typically on the NFL and some college football. Um, those are the people that that has been our 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 entire market right now. Obviously, we'd like to expand that. But that's who we have focused on is that age group, that demographic and that type of better. So it's it's someone that's if you're betting weekly, um, I always say you should you should try rhythm if you're betting weekly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Massachusetts, um, it, you know, I was, I was talking to people there before sports betting became legal. It's always like somebody's uncle is, you know, taking bets. But it was it was a betting culture before it was a legal betting culture. Um, are you there because that's your background or that's it's just a, a coding community and that's where the expertise is? Why, why Massachusetts, Boston? Yeah, well, I went to school. I went, was at MIT. I mean, I live in Boston, but I went to MIT for um, my MBA. And and that's where Rhythm was born, was in that class, in that program. Um, I was in a data models and decisions predictive analytics class and doing modeling for my company at the time and many other companies. And I was fascinated with the ability of how you could predict. And I was really excited to hear, to see what the betting community was doing because I was bet- I had coached before and I was bet- I was dabbling in betting. And I was like, oh, wow, let's see what the betting community, how they're using this predictive analytics. And that's where I saw a really big white space between, oh, pro gamblers or sharps are using this. And then there's this really small community that is having to scrape their own data using Excel sheets and just incredibly complicated work, time consuming, and possibly not always accurate because of the the amount of data you need to consume. And there's the rest of us in the middle that are like asking our friends, who do you have tonight? Or researching like for hours, but really not understanding what is relevant because I'm not using math. And that's where we saw the white space for rhythm and we were like, this should be available for people. And that's why it was born in Massachusetts because I was in school there. And I found um, my co-founder who was a quant um, from MIT and um, it's just been a beautiful community. I always have a friend who's a quant, but it's uh, so, so this one started like, I wish I had a friend that was a quant. It sounds like this one started out with sports betting in mind, correct me if I'm wrong, because a lot of these, seem to start out as I was going to be a trader man trading in the stock market is so boring sports is exciting but it's kind of the same it, it is it you're right it's it's very much the same but it did start out with sports betting in mind I literally was in class I stopped listening and started writing 
and was fascinated by the thought of, wow, what if we could bring this to sports betters? Like, what if I could take what I thought about when I coached and put it into a predictive model and actually see if that would help me bet? And I knew so many, there are people that are fans or they're coaching, you know, little league or they're, co- you know, uh, junior high. These, these people, they know basketball or they know football, but they don't have a way to quantify it. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this for people so that they, you know, they, then you could say like, oh, my mom, not only are you winning bets, but you're also like, oh, my model is winning bets and my instincts are there. Um, so I just, that's really where it was, it was born out of that intention. Mm-hmm. We tried really hard to learn about AI stuff, machine learning, computer vision, hive there's a hive something, hive mind. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. I try to learn what I've learned because I am not a coder or math person whatsoever, but I find it fascinating. And one of the things I find fascinating is like the, the genesis of the data. It starts with someone doing something with the ball and someone else trying to prevent that on a field. And I guess in some ways, computer vision can translate it by looking at video if I have that right. But it still takes a human to quantify the value and put it in a computer before the big AI brain can start finding those patterns and chewing on it. How does that work at your place? Well, you got it right. That's exactly what happens. And that's why when the idea was born, I was like, I need to find a quant. I need to, and um, I was at a party and I was, they said, hey, there's a guy. It was a quant party. It was a normal birthday, like right? That would have been the most important. Um, and he was the, the, someone said, Hey, this guy, um, I think you should go talk to him. He he got his MBA at MIT too. And so I went over and said hello. And then I was telling him how hard this class I was in. And he was like, Oh wow, I taught I actually taught that class. And I was like, This is too too much. And what was really cool is I said, I've got this idea. And I shared it with him. And he said, I can do that. I said, you can? He's like, yeah, I work for the military. He works for the mil- was working for the military. He was in charge of their software division for the Air Force, doing predictive analytics for very important um, national security. And ran from this. People say that to me all the time. Like, what? He was like saving lives, and like now, right? Um, and I, yeah. And he was like, I'm using Matt. I the way that when I when I'm doing predictive analytics, I like to use um, data from sports. It's very helpful for me, and I can then translate it for other aspects. He's like, I can do what you're talking about, and I was like, okay. So we have to have a really interesting front end for people, simplified. Um, you know, and, and personalized, I can take care of that. And you can take care of the, the code, the code, basically you're coming up with modeling in your mind in the back, putting the math together. And then you're right. The machine will take it to a whole nother level, but the inception of it is of course his mind. And a, we do have another quant on the team. Um, and the two of them are just, they, they are unbelievably brilliant. Mm-hmm. So there's those are the people that are somehow making all of this information get where it needs to go, so yeah. it can be projected back out. Okay, and how many how many employees do you have? We have eleven. Okay, mostly engineers. Like yeah, um, okay. 
So we, we buy data from certain data sources, multiple data sources. Um, and we find something interesting, we, you, can, you can scrape if you need to, but for purchasing data, we're taking that data, our quants then build models for their own predictive models, then they use AI um, to make the to make the power work, and then it continue it it continues to it, it becomes an incredible machine learning as it goes, and the machine okay. continues to learn as it, as data starts coming in. Okay, it's incredible to me where data comes from. I just did a story about this company called FTN Data. They actually have human beings that rewatch all the football games off of NFL Plus, and they chart a lot of stuff, and they sell that data to. I guess companies such as yourself and subscribers or what have um, The thing with AI, and I always bug AI purveyors such as yourself with this because I find this fascinating. Is AI is so good at finding patterns. If I look up a certain kind of shoe, the internet, I am going to get shoe ads for a long time, and I can I see what it can do for you. But how does it? take into account the human experience. And the example I like to use is, let's say let's say the Lakers have beat the Celtics 15 times in a row, but time number 16, that same group of players, uh, everybody on the Lakers got food poisoning at two in the afternoon. How does the AI know that, well, those Lakers don't feel so good right now? Yeah, um, well, our client would have a lot to say about the way you described that with patterns, because I've had the same conversation with him. Um, but I would say that the easiest answer that I could have for you is that, look, there absolutely are, if we knew everything, everyone would win 100% of bets. We don't know everything. Humans still have to step on the field and play the game or step on the court and play. So there is a human element of that. How do we, uh, how, 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 do, how are we taking that information? Well, we do have player adjustments. We do, we have model that. So if a player is probable for being out, we have a we've modeled that and we you can you know click on their name and then it, it will show you how many points per game or per bet, how much the line should move based on that person being out of the game. So we've we've we have that's the that's our way of adjusting for you know um players being out of the game. And it's been fascinating because when Travis Kelsey was out. We were on that. We, you know, we were able to, to show people like, hey, take if he's probable, take him out of the game, and mm -hmm. you can, and your line and and your your model will adjust. So that's how we're dealing with player adjustments and players out and rumors. Um, but to your point, if if there's no knowledge and a team, you know, if if there's no if 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 there's no knowledge on the market of certain pieces of data that we that we cannot we cannot enter that into our um into our model now we could get real interesting and say you can start actually i don't want to get that interesting so we'll, we'll stop there it must be really interesting indeed but, but to me like some of it you can't account for and uh, uh a golfer uh, on on the ninth hole, misses something they think they should have made, and they have a hissy fit, and they're a, an emotional wreck for two holes. I mean, no one really knows that. They, maybe they're they're covering it up, but they they're just terrible. I mean, it, there's so much in there that not to your fault is just really tough to humans. Yeah, I would say like I until I started doing predictive analytics, 
I was a coach. Obviously, I coached for over a decade. We just at the end started getting data, like real data, um, where we had like someone on the bench with a computer trying to track and trying to take data and make decisions really fast in timeouts. Very hard to do at that time. Now it's probably not. However, as data keeps coming in and as these models keep evolving, I am fascinated at even with outlier situations where somebody gets emotional, how accurate these models are. You're blown away. And you ask yourself, you, you do ask yourself those questions. How in the world? And as a coach, it was counterintuitive of me because I was like, I'm dealing with 17, 18, 19 year olds. They don't know what, you know, this kid just broke up with someone the night before. However, when you play the, when you play the numbers and you play this, you know, you, when you play the data and if you play it correctly, it will help you make better decisions and it'll help better outcomes. And I just, the date, it's all that as a, as unfortunately, as I have to say, the data is there. So mm -hmm. yes, always be outlier situations um but we're we're not we're not basing our models on that we're basing them on um things that are, are predictive enough that will give you a winning advantage for a yeah. process not for just one game like we, yeah. we are not for the person that just wants to like like get a pick bet one game this is a, this is like bet the process right right who did you coach by the way um, several places. So University of Rhode Island, uh, spent a lot of time in Indiana State, Southern Illinois, um, Loyola University of Chicago. So I was in the Midwest for quite some time in the Missouri Valley. And then I made the way out to the East Coast. I see. What sport though? Basketball. Sorry, basketball. No, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um how what the accuracy. I wanted to ask about that. I mean, how how accurate can you gauge are your models now and taking into account all of the things we've said with with the computer getting smarter having more data with which to process and give intelligent suggestions how accurate do you think you can get taking into human fallibility and all the other variables well our goal i mean how accurate we can get we can we have people that are at sharp value or their their the models that they've created are at sharp value so anything above fifty-five percent win rate, you've got a ten percent ROI. Like those are those are the type of analytics we, that we want, and we're seeing. We are doing incredibly well um, for the beginning of the NFL, and we were. When you think of the NFL, it's the most efficient market, and we have been we have just been like beyond excited about how our models collectively are, are doing. So we look at how many people are tracking their all of our track bets, how the models are performing. We can also then look, if you didn't track your bets, how is your model performing? Those things we can then help with help people. Well, we can send you a notification and say, hey, Brant, your high offensive model, if you would have bet that last weekend, you know, it would have performed at this level. You might want to take a look at it. Um, mm -hmm. So things of that nature. So we are performing very well. Um, our mo we we want to be, and we should. And it what what's really great is that when you make your model, you get to go see how it back tested for three years of data. You can see on literally by all game, by expected value, 
by what we consider our edge. And it shows you how many bets would have been placed and the percentage you would have won by with this model that you created. So no, I was gonna say that that's the premium product with the with the more with the sharper better that are sort of honing what they're going for. Uh with the core per with the core person, you still get a chance to look at the back test. You get okay. a chance to look at it just by our recommended edge. If you want to see it based on all games, you'd have to go to premium. But we are back testing it and you do get to see how it back tests it. And if you don't like it or you're trying to do a little bit more, then you can just delete it and start over. Um, but it does show you. Um, we're giving access to to everyone on that. Okay. So right now, is it just the NFL? I mean, I know that's the the only game that really matters in a whole season. But will you add other sports or are happy? What will you have? Right now, we have college football. We have NFL. It's all for one price too. We're not per sport. It's you get everything, and we have the WNBA. So you can bet three three markets right now for one okay. price. We're adding men's college basketball and the NBA which we did last year and it performed very well. That was, we spent a year beta testing so we could watch our models perform and we were like, okay, we're, we're they're performing very well. We need to start charging for them. Um, so, and then we have NHL on the docket. Um, and then we were, then, then we're looking into a few other sports such as golf, tennis, MLB, um, and that's how the roadmap. How many beta testers did you have? And did you try to reach out to like the sharps that you can, you know, they make them, well, some of them make themselves known on Twitter if they want to sell pick. Some probably don't. But how did you find people to really give this thing a, a rugged test? Yeah, we had like roughly 8,000 beta testers for, a year, for this past year in and out of certain people only bet on college basketball, certain people only bet on the NBA. So it was a mix. Um, but yes, we were, we had customer um, surveys and we spoke directly to uh, people that we saw were making models and tracking their bets quite uh, quite a lot. So we would reach out to them and ask them if they'd do a Zoom interview with us. And so we stayed very close to our customers. We absolutely talked to Sharps. We have people making that were making very a lot of money on our beta version last year. And what how they would use it is they would test it against their own models. So when there were, the models would kind of speak to each other, if you will, and there was model, there was model ensembling happening, then they would you they would they would place the bet. Um, mm -hmm. We have we do have sharps that are using our platform. Mm -hmm. Anybody we would consider uh, gambling famous among no, that? No one gambling famous. I would love somebody gambling famous though. We're just getting started. Oh, you know, like the the um, guys you see on Twitter, you know. Yeah, usually it's like I said, it's the guys who's selling picks. If I was that good at it, I wouldn't be saying anything to anybody. Look, we do have people using our platform to sell picks, and yeah. they've reached out to us. And I mean, we can't stop them, but they have reached out, and we we are happy. You know, that's fine if you want to use if this is how one one way for you to utilize. Um, obviously, we're that's our whole platform though. Is like there's you know it's not a tout service you don't need to buy picks this can be very transparent um you can see why why your model is uh saying you know we show why your factors are pointing to this game like we we lay it out very intuitively of why this is happening um so um but yes people are using it i will say um uh, a really cool guy that's using our you know that's kind of like our ambassador if you will is kurt benkert he's a mm -hmm. former 
NFL quarterback. He's on Twitter. He's been killing his NFL models are just absolutely on fire using rhythm. And he's got a lot of followers and he's doing some really cool work uh, using our models and, and using other platforms. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, last question for you. Appreciate your time. Uh, I'm fascinating, fascinated as AI keeps progressing on your side of it. It's also progressing on the sports book side of it. And they don't, they have your AI big brain over there. And you've got your AI big brain over here. They don't want you to take all the money away and you still need them to exist. So some of your customers can take some of their money away. How does this super power balance of computing power shake out five, 10, 15, whatever years in the, in the future with decisions getting made faster, but probably some human element having to stay on both sides of it. Trying to understand the thing. How will they're, they're using AI to try to get rid of those inefficiencies that you're using AI trying to exploit. Yeah. Like where is where where do the, the swords come out in the middle of the battlefield and what happens there? Yeah, people ask us that a lot. Um, and the way I answer it is like, look, we're agnostic to sports books. How you deploy your money, where you deploy your money, it's up to you. There are sports books out there that won't ban people, that won't set limits. They're very open about it now. Sports betting, sports betting has existed for beyond the last five years. We all know that. And it will continue to exist. And it will be certainly analytical brains versus analytical quants against quants. That, that's where we'll go. And that's where we are, but it'll just get at a greater amount. That's the only way I can put it. But, I, you know... In five years, this how we look at this company. There will be a great. There will be a greater evolution. We'll have more. We'll have more tools available. That's kind of the way we look at our five-year growth. Like it's just where we are now and where we'll be in five years is a very different story. Um, but you, this is where we've started, and um, and right now it's working. That was Megan Lanham. I'm Brant James. Thanks for listening to the Gaming Today Playbook Podcast.